Mick Hawes again, Builders Problems Solved. Uh, just getting a few things organised as per usual. You used to be doing this by now. Just so we can see who's watching and uh, if anyone's got questions to ask and so forth. So what we're doing here this evening, we've got uh, a couple of very special guests um, that I shall introduce you to in a moment. And the, the I guess the, the problem that we're solving, uh, and if this is your first time listening to or watching Builders Problem Solved, the, the purpose of it is to identify some very, very specific uh, issues that generally uh, commonly crop up in a building business and unpack them and see if we can come up with some solutions. And in Builders in a Circle of recent days, uh, Lee is watching. She said hello. Hello, Lee. Um, so of recent days or recent weeks, there's been quite a bit of discussion about builder-specific software, so software that is written specifically for a building business to help you with the quoting and the management and the communication of a uh, of a project. So we're, we're going to cover that and going to talk about what the, uh, uh, the benefits of it is and also what sort of um, issues it overcomes. So without further ado... Let me introduce you to our two very special guests coming all the way from the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. Hello. Sam <laughs> and Simone. Welcome. Thank you. Hey Lizzie. Hey Mick. Wayne O. Well, Lee's saying hello to Wayne, but I don't know whether that means Wayne's watching. If if you're watching, because for whatever reason, this system sometimes tells me who's watching and other times it just shows me the comments. So if you are watching live, please put a comment in quickly, say hey and tell us where you are watching from. And another question I'd like you to answer too is do you use any sort of builder-specific software in your business? If so, what is it? How do you find it? That would be great information to get. Cara is watching. Um, she says, hello, beautiful people. She's obviously talking about you two. Uh, uh, Hugh is no. also watching. Uh, he's called you awesome peeps. Um, Lee has called you beautiful humans. Mm. Okay. How do you do the love party? <laughs> So just quickly, uh, because we now are now uh, doing an MP3 version of this, so uh, on the weekend we we'll, we email out uh, an audio version of this now, so you can kind of download it on your phone and listen and listen to it while you're driving or any other time when your hands are busy but your mind isn't necessarily. Uh, and so this might be a little bit visual because I know Sam and Simone are going to show us some screenshots and, and how their particular bit of software works. If it doesn't make sense while you're driving around in the car, maybe you need to jump across into Builders in a Circle and watch the video <laughs> replay. So we'll see how it goes. So firstly, guys, what, um, what, what are the main benefits and sort of the bigger broad brushstroke problems that, you were able to overcome once you started to use a builder-specific software? Because I know a lot of people and, and 
Uh, you joked before we got on here live, Sam, that you were still using a stick and drawing in the the dirt <laughs> as your plan planning system before you got this. I'm sure it was a little bit more high tech than that, but what, what are the benefits so far? Okay, so the, I mean, for we had a lot of information going in, you know, all over the place, whether it's images, videos, documents. Uh, we yeah. had a lot of. Um, you know, there was a lot of, and the budgets, uh, communication with the clients, there's just a lot of information coming in from all sides. And what we wanted was basically one system or one program to be able to manage all that information and all the conversations that go on and have it in one place. So, um, you know, some people use Dropbox and then we had, was using Microsoft Project for our, you know, um, for the Gantt charts and the scheduling and then obviously there's emails and Sam's got his Excel spreadsheet and then we were using, you know, a accounting package. So I, I guess for one thing is it's just one system, which is what we like. So what what is your system? So to part A, part B, what's the builder-specific software and I'm assuming that it hooks up with your accounting system. So what's the accounting system and... Third part of the question is, I guess, if if though if those two bits talk to each other, I'm assuming that it's it's one uh, a one time entry as far as information. I wish. I okay. wish. Okay, so, so that's, that's it's getting closer, but no, not that's yet. the one broken link in the whole system. Which which is, which is the broken link to the accounting program. So it doesn't. So, no, it doesn't. Does it account so to? Uh, does it connect okay. to any? Does it Sorry. connect to any accounting system or just not the accounting system you're using? Uh, it hooks up uh, helpfully to um, the American version of QuickBooks. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't actually hook up to the American, uh, to the Australian QuickBooks. But we use a program called Builder Trend. Yep. And it was recommended to us by a builder, but I did do a lot of research on many of the top ones. Uh, you know, co-construct and for what we wanted, I had a list of 10 things, but three big things that we wanted to monitor. And what that was three that. Big things? So the three big things that we wanted on that list was managing costs or expenses against the job. So they had to be, um, go against each job. And we also wanted them to be task focused. So we wanted to know in rendering if the budget was say 50 grand, we wanted to know how many labour hours and how much materials uh, were in that um, cost code. And we'll, we'll kind of take you through that. Yeah. One of the other things that we wanted to manage was time clock. And the, this is another big one. So time sheets, how the girls and guys add in their times. And we also wanted that to be so that they're doing it on their phones or their computers or tablets. And that information goes directly against the job. Now. You know, everyone's, I'm assuming, in the building game here, so they would fully understand what that means because there's so much double handling or triple handling of data. They're entering it, then we're entering it into the expert cell spreadsheet and then the payroll person's entering it again. So the goal was to at least get it down to at least, you know, one to two times of handling that data. Yep. Uh, Cara has just thing, said. Sorry, the third thing was the scheduling. We wanted to be able to schedule and have procedures against the project schedule. 
Okay. Kara uh, has extensively answered the question, as Kara does. Um, Dave has, uh, they, they said they've purchased Solo Assist, which is a different, uh, I think that's an estimating software. She said he's finding it a little hard teaching himself to use it, but it's hanging in there, um, probably because he's busy moving into his new factory as well. Uh, can see the benefit of it already. Uh, the system also talks to smart sheets, which they're using for the project management tracking. That's the sort of thing that you were just talking about. Um, also, Adam Begby has just said hey as well. Julie, some somebody called Julie is watching. I don't know who that is, but uh, so your wife? I I don't know. Could be. Um, so, what 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 were the the main benefits that you've noticed straight away? Like as Cara said, there's probably a little bit of a learning curve on how to use it. But uh, particularly with with being able to, to see um, in some way what you've quoted hour wise and dollar wise to do a specific task in a in a building project versus how you're travelling with it, has that been kind of valuable? I think the part of that that's been valuable is the rate at which the data is now entered. Where you always have to sit down and do that manually into an Excel spreadsheet because we've always tracked every hour of every job against every task in that job. So hanging the doors, if we allowed eight hours, then we'll, we'll track the actual hours for hanging doors, for instance. So now as the as the teams are doing their timesheets, they're entering that data at the end of each day. So that, um, that means they get paid on that, but also we get it at, at a real, almost a real time, mm summary of uh, how much time they're spending on these things. Yeah. I'll take you through a, um, a before and after. I'll be able to show you exactly how um, it looks in the Excel spreadsheet, how it gets entered versus how it comes through now. You can just see that. You'd, Would that help? Yeah, yeah. You're going to do the share screen thing. I will, I will. I'll um, do that in a second. So, Are there any other questions that you've got, Mick, before well, we yes, jump in? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> Just, just because you know, sometimes when we talk about it, uh, it 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 sounds like it's it's really only for a, a slightly larger business, you know, with with a, a decent sized team and all that sort of stuff. Do you do you recommend something like this, the, either the one that you use or something similar, would would still be valuable for say, you know, the guy who is still on the tools himself and maybe has one or two other tradesmen and, and an apprentice, so the smaller type guy would would this sort of software be beneficial for them as well? Um, I think it would be. I also think um, you know. We're a big believer in profits first, so it will just depend on your budget, what you can um, budget for, for sure. I know that, you know, Stephen and Cara and, and uh, Wayne and Lee are, are doing some other, you know, cheaper versions. Uh, the only thing with the way that I like to prepare and plan is it's a bit like computers. I'll always allow for five, three to five years' worth of um size in a computer so I'm always over spec for what I've got because I know that they're you know need them and I'll be able to get three to five years out of computers it's the same with software sure it might be a big bid for us at the moment um and it's about three hundred dollars a month for us at the moment but we're running I think like 20 jobs in there Mm. 
Um, and you just have to see what it's like if you were to say, you know, you're a renovator and, you know, how many jobs you've got, you might be able to um, get it for a lot less, like $100 or $50 yeah. a month. So, you know, yeah, you definitely have to make it work for you. But yeah. for us, I see that as, you know, $200 a month, if I had to pay somebody to do that job, uh, we're way in front. Yeah, miles in front. Adam has said uh, he uses co-construct. He says it offers all of what we've spoken about thus far uh, and it integra- integrates with zero. He said it was a big changeover from MYOB but definitely worth it. can see how uh, see daily how they're travelling cost-wise. Exactly. Which, yep, which is exactly. probably why he's on um, uh, antidepressant medication, I guess. That's that's. Or because of software. Just having a dig. Adam, you you know that I'll never ever let a chance go by by now. So we're gonna share a screen and this is what it looks like. Talk us through it. Okay, so this is basically uh, Sam, do you want to talk us through your magic uh, spreadsheet? Yeah, so I'll just scroll down here into some carpentry work because that's that's how we roll. <laughs> So, for instance, here we've got our supply structured timbers done in a quote. We've got our quantity and our total value. Um, and this is where our estimating section finishes, where, the, where the, this line is. And this is where our actuals start on the right. So we just start summing this up. You know, Hudson's is our supplier on the 9th of January. They charged us 9945 That will sum up with the other figures on this line to give us our actual sum in the green. So this is what we budgeted and this is what the actuals were. So that all this data across here, every single one is entered manually, whether they be, in this case, someone's hours on the 8th of March, Pat did a certain number of hours, that gets added by Karen in the office. So labour and materials are the same level. Really. Yeah, so this is the original way we did it. We priced it in Excel and we tracked it in Excel. Um, Very clunky and it would take her, I mean... Originally, when she was when the timesheets were all paper based, um, I think we allowed about ten hours a week for her time mm. to enter that data. So now I still price it this way because we build environmental houses. I've written our own pricing program, but it finishes at this point, and this bit essentially is left blank. Now we can just um, export the Excel straight into our builder trend, and I'll show you um, and. We, as, as the guys enter their hours, Karen still enters the material costs, but as the, as the team, the guys and the girls enter their hours, they, they automatically update with, so, with, the, with each individual rate for each individual employee or contractor. Yeah. So as an example, um, carpentry. carpentry, is this yep, screwing people's heads? <laughs> so here, for instance, set out the frames. We go across here to the labour labour clock so we can open set out frames and there's eight entries in the time clock so we open that again it tells us pat did one hour on the 23rd lee did two hours giacomo did eight hours under this task so i was wondering how you pronounce that yeah you you can pronounce it guacamole but he's from (laughs) italy and it's meant to be giacomo Uh, so o- automatically all of their hours are in there without us having to do anything. So Karen didn't have to enter any of that. Basically now it's taken her time down to, you know, half an hour a week. What was it before? Half an hour fortnight. What, what, what was the time before? Ten hours a week. Wow. Wow. 
entering that. So um, I mean, just just that just that one thing there, you're in front with your two hundred dollars a month. By right. Exactly right. And even at two hundred dollars and three hundred dollars a month, it was it was worth us paying Karen those ten you know those ten hours so we could track the jobs because then we know when we're underpricing, yep. overpricing, or misquoting these sorts of things. So we we absolutely need to do it, but this is just a much more effective way to do it for yep. us. And I did hear from the guys on site because they'd never, well, apparently they didn't want to tell us that they're absolutely loving it and that's because it saved them four hours a week in entering their timesheets because it was always a pain in the butt. Mm. And um, I can show you how to actually add the the time clock because it's pretty simple. You know, you clock on at the beginning of the day, you clock off and then you split your shift with – you know, like your, your GL codes and your, yeah. your cart tasks. And, and um, I mean, that that's a really important part to think about. I think it's all well and good to have lovely software that does all of this sort of stuff, but un, until and unless it is an attractive proposition for everybody who needs to use it and, every, you know, everyone who, who needs to participate in it, it, it doesn't get done. I mean, we've we've spoken to other members in the past about, struggling to get team members to put in their time sheets and all sorts of things. So if, if this saves them a hassle, uh, you know, it, it's a real win-win. Love it. Yeah, and there was resistance at first because, you know, what, what's all this? They had to get on their phones and add it in and it, they were resistant. And we've always said they can enter their times during work hours but inevitably they'd wait till the end of the week and then try and remember what they did five days before. <laughs> and how they broke it up. But now it's much easier for them just to do it at the end of the day. They all stand around for five minutes in our time and just enter it, and it's much more accurate that way. They're not relying on how they felt on Monday and what they thought they were doing. Yeah. What's uh, what's so what's the the being the, uh, I suppose, the difference in ha- having these guys starting to, um, I, I guess, be able to see what has been budgeted for, let's say, when you mentioned hanging the doors or whatever it is versus how long it's taking them and whether, you know, they're behind or ahead, what effect does that have simply because the measurement is is available for everyone to see now? Yeah, it's it's changed everything. Every job that we've done since we instigated um, that um, we call the 440X which is basically mapping and showing them with graphs how they're progressing. Every job's coming on budget. So, by doing nothing really else. Yeah, by doing than... nothing except showing them what hours are allowed and how they're tracking against those hours. Yeah. Now, the the thing is that we can't do all that through Build-A-Trend, but we're getting closer and closer because we're sort of morphing our own systems into it so we can knock graphs straight out of it, but export the information back into Excel, do some graphs, or get those figures straight to the guys on site. What sort of time have you guys put into getting this up to speed, learning how to use it, and and getting it running? Uh, so I did do um, I did dedicate a good um, what was it three or four months to to bring in the project. Um, I actually showed some potential clients last night because we were talking about something else, and I said, look, let me just give you a, an intro into our building system because they work for big corporate companies and even they were just blown away going wow I can see how much work's gone into this Mm. I mean we had the system so we had the the clients we had the budgets 
um, you know, the time clock. So, you know, you can see here that the, um, the boys are putting in um, a cost code with, um, you know, what it is. So then that goes against that budget, right, straight away into that budget that we were looking at before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't move you, sorry. Um, in terms of time, all I did was map out the project plan and put, you know, specific tasks next to it and then did sprint sessions and I guess that's a totally different topic but, um, you know, we just got the teams involved, whoever it needed to be, and got the structure because I think the structure is the, the cha- most challenging thing, how everything is going to work together and working out the training, how the actual program will work is the next, you know, challenging thing. Um, so, yeah, I'd say at least four months to get the structure right, another four months to get everybody trained up and on board. Yeah, and that's a continuing thing. We're learning more what it does. We're learning what it doesn't do and um, and how, how to get the most out of it as we go. Yeah. So just to take you through... Uh, so this is basically the Gantt chart or, sorry, a, a calendar. And, you know, you can click on the Gantt chart to see, you know, the steps in the build. Yeah. You now these are all the steps. Um, and then so that's just the calendar. This is uh, daily logs, so these are what we call daily direction meetings. Thanks for that, Meg. <laughs> My pleasure. So the boys are putting in, uh, you know, the time that they're allowing, what they're going to do for the day and, you know, I guess prioritise as well. Yeah. And we're looking to automate this, uh, the daily direction meetings, and put them on builder trends. So they'll be an Excel file, but as I type in, what they're going to do, it'll bring up the code, tell them how many hours they've got left and and um, it'll also bring up warnings as in um, if you're putting the roof on, you need edge protection in or, you know, if you're cutting something, it'll need safety safety advice, these sorts of things. So That's it's all going to come through yeah, build a trend. So um, just, yeah. just for my own edification here, um, does this particular software build a trend allow um, uh, customer communication to, to yeah, find out I'll, where I'll get they're to at. That for sure. Yeah, yeah cool. It does. This is um, this is what we call to dos. So I like the word to do as opposed to um, I don't know procedures or a system kind of thing. So basically, these are steps within the build. Yep. Um, you know, site establishment checklist. So. Actually, the other day we used it uh, only a couple of days ago because we've got some new people on site, and basically they just check off what they've what they've got to do. Um, you can actually assign it to the Gantt chart uh, here, so that if you link it to site setup, they'll get a notification three days before the calendar date um, that this checklist has to be done. And so at the bottom, sometimes we've got, you know, videos or, you know, how-tos down the bottom here. Um, so that's a massive checklist and it does help, I think, just get people who are new um, what to do. And even, you know, our recipes are all in here. So it's kind of all in one place that everybody can access mm-hmm. and they can tick off that they've done it or not. 
Um, getting to your question, I'll jump across. Sorry to keep jumping to and from. So in the messaging system, we've got some emails here um, to and from the clients. And so here he's a, a client. Um, basically, instead of having emails choking your, you know, your system, they're coming here and they're job-related. That's yep. what I like is yep. that now I come into here when I'm ready to do my messaging and communication with the team. So, you know, you can actually add it and send it to the client or, or your team members or your subcontractors. So we've allocated these subcontractors to the job so we can, um, you know, see, select them or deselect them. And so, the, I, um, I suspect that the trail of communication throughout the project is all kept in one one place. I mean, that's why that's right. we use yeah. with Black Belt, we use Basecamp. So, you know, if, if we're having a bit of a digital conversation, it just stays in your project. Imagine having all of your clients' emails just coming into your email inbox. I mean, yes. what a nightmare to manage that and, would be. And if they change their mind three times, you've got to try and find the latest hmm. decision they've made. At least this has got a sequential trail to follow as to this is the last decision made by the client. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's their job to archive it because a lot of the time in emails they get too big. Then you've got to start dumping emails yeah. or whatever and, you know, you've always got a... Um, a trail. So that's the... And variations and everything are done through it as well. Yeah. yeah, so the Americans call variation a change order. So in this particular job, we've got a few variations in here. What I do like is that, uh, so, so you go into here, um, you know, we wrote down what it was. We did, a you know, this beautiful variation. And then they actually approve it. Um, and then we get wind of it that they've approved it, and then basically we just generate the invoice against it, and then we just um, approve it. So it's yeah. it's beautiful. And the the nice thing is is that um, so when you go into the owner payments, um, just going to sort by these guys had a lot of progress payments because they're self funded. Yeah, um, is that. You know, all of the figures are just in one spot. And what the client, the other beautiful thing that I do like about Builder Trend is that they have a portal for clients. So this is what the clients see. And yeah. basically, well, that, that was my question. You know, I mean, I see. think this is great. They can, they can see photos. They can see progress. It's just brilliant. And they can actually have, you know, all their documents. So we load up, you know, contract docs photos, videos, and those messages. That's where they get to the messages system. Yep. And they can also see what their variations have been and what the total amount is and what they've actually received and how much is they've got to pay still. Yep. So it's just so transparent and it's brilliant. Hey, look, you didn't get the weather. <laughs> Fantastic. Cara um, uh, has said it looks impressive. Adam Begby has said, see you, state of origin is calling. It's like, <laughs> why would you bother? Like, He's not Victorian, is he? I mean, I could understand if it was, you know, Antiques Roadshow that he was going to watch or something instead of state of origin, but that's pathetic. But here's a great, a great message. Uh, Nicholas Veach, uh, I'm not sure whether you've been tic-tacking with Nicholas in Builders in a Circle or not. Uh, but he said evening uh, and he's currently doing a lot of research about this software in the process. He's created a spreadsheet showing the features and costs of each of the different package. It's still a work in progress, he says, and he's still actively researching, but he's happy to share it 
uh, if it helps others. And he's put a Dropbox link wow. into Builders Inner Circle or underneath um, our video here, our um, our podcast. So you can click on that link, I expect, and have a look at the uh, the file that Nicholas has put together that will show you all of the different types of uh, pros and cons and, and the different costs. That's awesome, Nicholas. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks very much for doing that. Robbie Winter said he's just come in. What app is this? It is Builder Trend. So this is another section um, that we had a, a loss of information that would come in. We do a colour selections form. It was quite big, like our colour selections form was, you know, would blow people's heads. Um, I'm not sure I can quickly get to one, but um and what would Sam would, you know, have a look at that and, you know, go and do his proposal and, you know, get the proposal ready for clients. So what happens in Builder Trend is that clients can go into this, choose their choice. So they could say, okay, right, I want colour bond for my roof, you know, balustrading, or we can do it with them. Yep. And then basically that goes out to the client. So you actually um print that off and it becomes part of your contract docs. Mm-hmm. So all of that gets sucked across and, um, you know, forms part of the um, the contract. Yeah. So that's the – and then the warranty. So, you know, clients can actually add their own warranty, you know, defects um, and then basically we can have that communication or comment, add in a subcontractor to say, okay, can you do this? They can then send a photo back to say, yep, done, this one's done and – it's a really nice way of managing those. Yeah. So um, that's a quick overview. I mean, this is where we put progress payments, messages, files, project management, and then basically sales. So these are all of our leads. Um, and the only, uh, like this is where we put our subcontractors. So the beautiful thing that I love about our subcontractors is to say, um Say these guys, um, can I scan this? I'll just pick up this guy. So what I love about this system, again, it was always so manual, is that we get them, um, this is a roofer. Mm-hmm. So he's provided to us his um, public liability certificate. Yep. And we tell it that we actually put the expiry date in here and it will tell us and him that wow. it's going to expire, you know, 30 days beforehand and it will send him five emails. Um, and it's the same with his work, workers' comp insurance and with his white card. So, you know, these things you would normally have to manually yeah. um, put in your calendar and then you forget it, yeah. whereas we're not even having to do anything. It is, it's just automatically going up and saying, okay, please send it to us. And we got one the other day, two weeks ago. We had a look at it, updated it, and it's done for another year. It's mm. awesome. Absolutely brilliant. And I think that, you know, some people might be looking at this saying, you know, and hearing you say, well, it took four months to, to plan out how we were going to do it and then another four months to do the training. But, man, what a return on the investment. And, you know, I would just like to say to, to people listening, if you think, well, this is all well and good for them but it's a bit too much for me, it really is um, – a bit of a catch-22 and until and unless you decide to get out of the, the circle that you keep going in and put together systems and procedures and it might not be build a trend, it might be co-construct or it might be one of the others that have been mentioned um, here or you can have a look at Nicholas's uh, spreadsheet. Until and unless you, you start to put effort into 
putting systems and processes together, like just that one last thing about the the insurances and certificates and so forth, so it 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 gets taken off your to do list. That is one huge reason why you are too busy to be able to do something like this. So it's kind of like I'm too busy driving the car to stop for petrol. That's going to bite you on the ass at some stage. You, your car is going to stop and it'll probably stop in a neighbourhood that you don't want to be broken down in. So you know, it's so important to do or look into something like this and put some effort into something like this. Plus, you know, what, what sort of feedback do you get from your clients since you started using this when they could tap in and have a look at, you know, the temperature and, and Sam posing on site on the slab, um, that sort of thing, uh, and seeing uh, the progress. I think at first for them it was a little bit overwhelming, but yep. I use it as a um, as a tool, you know, when I'm speaking with clients before we've actually signed up. During um, the build, they're actually finding it really um, helpful, I yep. think, is the, the great thing, you know, that they're just going and even the subcontractors that kind of balk the old school guys, um, they can see how it's working out. Yeah, I think everyone's hesitant at first. They don't they don't realise how much work it is without it, I guess, is, is the thing. But when they're doing it, it seems fine. But there's so much work if we don't have it, they're, they're absolutely ignorant to that anyway. Yeah, I think that, that what tends to happen is that it eliminates a lot of problems from happening. And then we kind of get used to it. And if it was taken away, imagine how your day would change. If if you know this this program was taken away from you and you had to go back to spreadsheets and, and whatever, how would your day change? What would your costs look like? It, it would be astronomical. And I think the other really cool thing about it is with the ability for the customer to come in and, and check up on things, we all know what it's like when there is a lack of communication, I don't know if anyone's sold their house through a real estate agent or something like that. There's nothing worse than the real estate agent just having zero communication, you know. You're better off talking once every, you know, week or whatever and saying we've got no news. That's a little disappointing, but it's no communication is worse. And having a, a system like this where that is, you know, that regular communication partly is taken off your to-do list. Is is a massive time saver for you guys, but a, a an incredible value for the the customer. So you know there are so many pluses to this sort of thing, and I I can't thank you guys enough for for running us through this and and showing us this. No problem. The only thing that I did forget to show you, sorry, Meg, was in order to do that with customers. Sometimes I tell them um, I've got checklists for the clients. So the clients get to see um, checklists that they have to do. That keeps them busy. Yeah, it's cool. genius. Brilliant. And, and you so know, it goes back checklists. to the, the initial conversations that everybody should be having with their prospects that the relationship between the builder and the customer cannot any longer be a, a master-slave relationship, you know, which I think many customers still think is the case because they're paying you do what I tell you to do. And that is just such a lose-lose 
scenario on what your, you guys are starting to do and what we encourage in Black Belt is right at the start. When, when a person is a prospect, not a client, we start talking about that this is a team event. Here are the, our expectations of you. Uh, what are your expectations of us? We know that we that there are these expectations, but do you have any others? And there's this clear communication right at the start about this is a team event. Here are the expectations. Here's the bit you need to do. Here's when you need to do it by, and you've got this these checklists and whatever to, to keep them moving and keep them busy and keep them contributing. It's just absolutely wonderful. One other thing, uh, I, I at some stage in the future, I'd love to get you guys back again to talk about the the effect that the the measurement and the viewable scoreboard that is obviously in part powered by this. There's this sort of back and forth communication between the viewable scoreboard on your site, on your building site. So the guys are. They know what needs to be done. They know how much time is allocated to certain activities and they almost know because of this almost live scoreboard whether they are in front or behind and how that has affected your business. I'd love to unpack that one day. And I think, and, and you tell me what you think about that, that, that some, again, some people will be thinking, well, that's all right if you've got a big team on site. But would that still be appropriate if it's still the builder business owner with the tool belt still on? So the, the business owner is still on the tools and he might have one or two other tradesmen and an apprentice on site. Would a viewable scoreboard still be valuable, yes or no? Absolutely, yeah. I, th- I think so. For, for anyone to know real time how, how they're tracking uh, regarding you know, labour and material costs is absolutely essential and in the short term, it could add a lot of stress if, you, if you're not tracking so well, but in the long term, it's going to take all that stress away because if you're still in business, you, what's going to happen is you're going to know that you've allowed the right amount of time. And we've found several times that the, the guys are going over. You know, the budgeted hours is, is, not, is not as great as the time that they're actually using. So that dictates to us one of a few things. Either they need more training um, we need to work out a better system to do the work, or you know, we've um, you know we, we've just got to make sure that we reach it in another way, and mm. that might mean that um, or you're not allowing enough time for it. More experienced people on site, or you're not allowing or, enough time for it, possibly. Yeah, exactly. I've got to up the rates or up the hours. Yeah, it, yeah, it's as cool. simple as that, and then it takes all that unknown out of it. And I think they've seen that because with the viewer scoreboard, the first. The first impression was uh, we're tracking their work, but really what's happening is the people are, are really tracking their own work and showing weaknesses in our training or our pricing. Mm. Um, yeah. I think you have the control of screen sharing there uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just so we can see you in you know, full frame again <laughs> before we go. But um, absolutely sensational. Cara said, well done. Uh, looks like it covers everything. Got to run and sort the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whether you saw you saw um, uh, Brody with the picture on Facebook the other day in his beanie going to uh, daycare. It was an awesome oh, photo. Ah, oh, brilliant. Um, so thanks, folks, for for participating live. You know, being on the show live, uh, asking the questions, making the comments. 
Um, thank you, Sam and Simone, for uh, sharing your knowledge and um, showing us what you've done and, and how it can benefit everybody. I think it is something that, that everybody needs to look into. They need to start to look at their procedures, their systems, and I think one of the biggest things that came out of this discussion for me that I'd just like to reiterate is that, that a little while ago you said you did nothing. You just started to measure something and things changed. And we've always said that, you know, what gets measured gets managed. And sometimes like that example, as, as soon as you start measuring it, it changes. You don't have to physically do anything. You don't have to set goals and plans and have meetings and whatever. Just because the information is front and centre, um, people, I guess, subconsciously change their behaviour, change their decisions, do things differently, and and the results change. Is that your experience? Without a doubt. Yeah, it's, it's nothing short of a, a little bit magical. Yes, magic. It's magic. <laughs> I nearly broke into song then, but I I won't do that. Thank you. Thank you for not breaking into song. I'm assuming that thank you is for. Um, So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back again next Wednesday evening. Um, I'm not sure what we'll be back doing, but I know that we'll be back doing something spectacular. (laughs) We've got quite a few amazing people booked in over the next sort of four or five weeks uh, for the podcast. So stay tuned every um, Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. If you want a bit more training uh, on on your building business every week, we're running True Builders Wealth. You've just got to go to buildersbusinessblackbelt.com.au forward slash webinar for that. Um, and also, as I mentioned before, we've, we've got a bit of a challenge out there to build the Builders in a Circle membership up to 250. When we hit 250, we are going to put on a full live two-day weekend workshop in beautiful Hobart, uh, and we're going to go through everything that you need to do to build an attract a strategy, a qualify system, um, a deliver plus process and how to scale your mind, your finances and get time freedom for your building business. We should be able to cover all of that in two days. Like, shouldn't we? It's a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and we'll probably have a bunch of time left over just to sort of shoot the breeze after we've covered all that. So, uh, you know, as soon as I said it the other night, there was a bunch of people um, that that – brought people into Builders in a Circle. That's what we're trying to do. Build a bigger group so we can help, so we can make a dent in the building industry. Need your help to, to do that. So um, Lee Preston said, buy you hippies in disguise. That's us. <laughs> okay, so thank you, everybody. That is it for this evening. Gone wildly over time, but who cares? We haven't got a satellite we have to pay for. It's just a podcast. <laughs>